Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Responsible Entrepreneur Podcast, where we talk with entrepreneurs who are changing industries, various social systems, cultural paradigms, and how we govern ourselves. So they cover a broad range of ideas. And if you want to know more about that, you can check the Responsible Entrepreneur book, which talks about how I see people doing that from 15 entrepreneurs I have uh, worked with closely. Hi, Christian. Uh, please introduce yourself to my audience. Hi, Carol. What a pleasure to be on with you. Um, my name is Christian Shearer. I'm a, the, currently the CEO at Regen Network. Uh, I've been working in ecological agriculture, or as is more recently termed regenerative agriculture, for about the past 15 years or so. My whole professional life and even a lot of my private life is wrapped up in the exploration of of how we can help shift the world of agriculture and food systems in general towards a more net positive um, relationship with our whole society. Well, and that leads us to the uh, organization, the business that you're currently steering. Tell us about that organization and how it fits with what you just said and probably more. Yeah, absolutely. So for the last two and a half years or so, I've been wrapped up in a company called Regen Network. I'm one of the co-founders of it. And Regen Network is working to reverse global climate change and to regenerate the, the Earth's ecosystems, uh, basically by reinventing the economics of agriculture. Uh, our work as a, as a software technology firm is building a full stack of technology that allows our economies to engage with our ecologies in a way that, that gives consumers and companies and regulators the, the information they need to align their actions with, with the outcomes that they actually care about for ecology. Uh, you know, as it, as it currently is, we could all see that our economy, when it's buzzing along very well, unfortunately, generally degrades ecological systems as it's doing that. And I, I don't think that's anyone's desire. If, if they had the full transparency and knowledge at their fingertips of how to take action that was aligned with ecological health, my belief is that they would. So where are you stepping into that challenge? Because it's certainly, I, I agree with you, people are not uh, well, most people are not doing intentional degradation of eco and living systems, but they, they don't know what they're doing. They don't have any way of knowing. Describe what you are doing as an offering that you believe could transform that whole process and uh, give us, a, I don't know, a step up or uh, an advance in that crazy world you just described. Yeah, so at the highest level, Region Network is a global marketplace for and a contracting platform for Earth's ecosystem assets, for Earth's uh, ecosystem services, and for ecological data, right? And um, what we do and what our platform enables is the ability for a transparent tracking, verification, and then the issuance of rewards related to uh, ecological services and outcomes. Now, there are other companies doing that, um, but one of the ways in which we are fundamentally different from a lot of the other competitors in the space is that our technology is built around the idea that we can make these services open and transparent 
and give the information to you know, all these different stakeholders in our system and say, we believe that you and your cultures and your systems can, can manage this information and this data and understand what's of value and what's not. Now that's very different from uh, the business as usual in this space, which says, let's assign a, a trusted party like the USDA you know, to manage organic, or let's, let's uh, find a certification agency that's gonna be the, the decider of what's true and what's not true. And then we'll just put it in their hands and they'll tell us whether it passed the certification or not. Um, and you know, I understand why that idea um, emerged and why in a, in a time when, when we did not have information um, infrastructure, that allowed everyone access to information that that was a good system. You know, let's find a centralized body to, uh, you know, for them to spend the time and, and effort it takes to collect that data and make a decision about whether it's valid or not. Well, now we live in a time when information infrastructure is to the level where basically everyone on the planet can have open and transparent access to ecological data. And, um, that that whole ecosystem needs to move in that direction and we are building the infrastructure for that you know it's really interesting you're making me remember um founding of the u.n global compact i got to be a part of that with chad holiday and a group of businesses and there were wrestling matches about whether there ought to be a regulatory agency or something called uh, corporate responsibility reporting and have somebody with labels, maybe using the UN's labels, what, what should we do? And that group, after much discussion, said, you know, we're working with open source right now in our uh, digital world and space, and I am amazed at people we don't even know, the respect, the use that when you make things transparent, you are taking that model which is well-tested, open source is well-tested, even the UN Global Compact where corporations come in and they put in what they're doing and they're not graded, no one else tells them how they're doing, but the transparency itself changes things. Mm -hmm. Could you add a little bit more about what you see as the value and also how you make transparency work from your perspective, at, you know, even if it's kind of a shorthand for it? Absolutely. Uh, I'd say there's two uh, really important answers to that question. And first has to do with technological transparency and open source. Uh, so making the technology uh, available and transparent and visible to the entire, to all the different stakeholders, whether that's regulators or consumers or businesses, so that they can do their own due diligence about whether this is something that they should trust or not. That is critical. That needs to happen in voting, that needs to happen in our governance of our countries, that needs to happen in all sorts of ways, and certainly needs to happen in the case of ecological data, because the ecological systems, for the most part, are in the commons, and it's being commonly managed by, you know, certainly our atmosphere is commonly managed by every country in the world, and if we don't have common management of the data and information relating to that, it becomes very confusing for people to understand what's true. Right now, the second part of this is um, uh, not only open sourcing the the technology side of it, but also open sourcing the science behind it. So, what we invite is that uh, that the world is very context specific. 
you know, every single watershed, or as, as you refer to it, every single life shed on this planet is unique. Yeah. And so one of, the, one of the, the ways in which centralizing this process diminishes the ability of the system to show up uh, as effectively as they could is that they try to make a very simple methodology. You know, if you check these seven boxes, uh, then then we'll certify that you're, you know, practicing regenerative agriculture or practicing regeneration in ecologies. And unfortunately, that's just not how the world works. So by open sourcing the science and inviting local communities and local universities and local farmers and indigenous communities to contribute their knowledge about their specific places, uh, and, and open that to others, it, it allows us to get much more granular and much more context specific in each place while also informing others around the world about how they might think about their place. Yeah, so, so you overcome, I, I see three of the major tendencies of when we have other groups of assess, certifications, licensing, all that, one of them is making it so generic, it's meaningless because you create categories which is the second thing that are not related to actually any life shed or any ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And the last thing is that you get rid of the fragmenting that happens when you do that. So that's pretty exciting to me. And you're beginning to explain um, some of what my next question is, which is why is it called Regen Network? Mm -hmm. where, where'd you come, yeah. And where did you come up with this whole idea? Do both of those. <laughs> well, certainly Regen Network stands for regeneration. The, the, the term Regen stands for regeneration. And my, my co-founder, Gregory, and I, along with another one of our colleagues, Will Saul, are, have been working with you, actually, in the, in the Change Agent Development Program. And we've been using the term regenerative as it relates to agriculture for a long time and have been encouraged and invited to think about regeneration uh, in an in a even broader term in terms of regenerative business and regenerative culture uh, through our work at the Change Agent Development uh, uh, Program. Um, and it has become a, uh, an additional uh, imperative of our company uh, to make sure that this term which is a very powerful term, doesn't get watered down by, by industry and uh, the, the network of companies that are engaging into it now. You know, in much the same way that sustainability has become a very you know, um, blasé term over time. You know, it, it started out with a lot of um, uh, potential, I think, to, to transform communities. And over time has been to the point where I see billboards now that like, get this sustainable credit card. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> How is, yeah, so, and there's a risk that the term regeneration goes in that, um, in that direction. And we've already seen a fragmentation of it. But um, at Regen Network, we're not only interested in a fragmented and watered down uh, definition of regeneration, but one that really invites as, as we've, um, as we continue to explore ourselves, a growth in capacity of, of each, living system that we engage with. Um, yeah, that, you know, it has inspired and, and elevated the way in which we operate our company on the inside. And it has inspired and elevated the way in which we think about our work in the, out in the world. Great. Um, this is 
an idea which you might say it's time has come. People are paying attention to it. But you were before that working in one aspect of this world you're describing, in the regenerative agricultural world itself, advising, educating farmers. How, and Gregory was doing similar kinds of things. You're the two primary founders. How did you get to this idea that it needed a platform which could be transparent and open source? How did that happen? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Gregory and I are also the co-founders of another company called TerraGenesis International, which we've been running for about 10 years now. Uh, that company works with natural products companies. You know, a lot of the brands that you might find in Whole Foods and other places, uh, we primarily advise those companies on how to shift beyond organics and fair trade, which is the current um, you know, standard for a really progressive company. Um, and most of our clients are recognizing that by having the organic and fair trade labels, they are expressing to the world that we're, I mean, basically, this isn't the way they would say it, but basically, we're a lot less bad than our, than our competitors. You know, our, our food is organic and we're you know, practicing fair trade. And what they're coming to us about is how do we move beyond a less bad approach to our supply and move into what you know, we're calling regenerative supply that actually cre creates a net positive um, impact on the planet and on the social well-being of those communities that are managing and stewarding those landscapes. And you know, usually these clients of ours would approach us and say, hey, can you connect us with a regenerative supply? We would love to integrate that into our systems. And we would have to say, no, we, there is very little of it out there. But what we can do is work with you to, to consider how you might engage with your existing supply to um, encourage and grow their capacity to, to start becoming regenerative. And that's been a fascinating process. But to get to the meat of your question, what ends up happening is that a, you know, an amazing company, like one of our clients was Megafood, which is a nutritional supplements company. And they really, really care about having a net positive impact on the planet and on people's bodies. They're willing to put you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of investment into shifting their supply towards regeneration. And at the end of the day, it's hard for them to to get across a message to the cons their consumers that is any better than another company that just you know got a nice film crew and spent a day out on a farm with a cute little uh, red barn and made a, made a video that says how much they care about their farmers. And so it struck us that there needs to be a new data infrastructure layer that gives transparency and trust to all the different stakeholders, right? That allows the consumers to know, okay, wow, make a food, is actually engaging in a way that really is changing things. Their, their farmers and their ranchers and their suppliers are really making positive difference, sequestering carbon, building biodiversity, uh, uh, creating clean water outcomes. Uh, whereas this other company isn't able to, um, you know, make any of those claims in a, in a trusted and transparent way. So we, so Regen Network was formed to, to start to build that infrastructure that could create that clarity. Right, so you no longer had to say, sorry, you'll have to go dig on you, your own. You said, we have a platform where people are making that data available from the buyers, from the suppliers, and you can make your own judgments because you understand everything about our system and you understand how the data 
is put out there and you, you can have good judgment. I love it. So who is the audience for this? You've given one name here. Who will be able to make use of this? Give me the industries, the names, the roles, something like um, who might mm -hmm. be the audience and what are they going to get out of it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, our platform is a marketplace. So there's two primary sides to this marketplace that are important, for, I think, for this conversation. And uh, the first side is our commitment to farmers and ranchers and land stewards around the world. Right. So, um, uh, you know, almost every farmer and rancher that I know considers themselves to be stewards of the landscape. Yeah. You know, and they're, you know, they have a challenging time. They run a business that's very low margin. There's a lot of risk and increasing risk with global inst uh, climate instability. And they don't necessarily have a lot of support from, from the community to, to manage that risk. Um, so they're doing what they can to steward the health of landscape while making sure that their own uh, farming enterprise uh, stays in the positive. That's, that's, a, that's a big challenge right now. I mean, most of the answer in the last few decades has been go big or get out. Right. And that's what we've been seeing is small farmers going out of business. Um, so we're working with farmers and ranchers and land stewards of, of all types to help them get financially rewarded for the production of, of ecological benefit. And that comes in the form of issuing carbon credits and biodiversity credits and, and kind of whole system credits that we are that we're working on, you know, generation credits. Um, so that's the one side of the marketplace. And from our perspective, it's critically important that we can work with them and give them those financial incentives to, to make ecological, ecologically sound choices. Now, the other side of our marketplace is the purchasers of those, of those credits. So who is it in the world that is interested in supporting and paying for ecological outcomes? And that, uh, the, the market that currently exists is a market for corporations that are looking to offset their ecological uh, footprint. You know, so Microsoft recently came out and said they're going to um, buy offsets for all the carbon they've emitted all the way back to 1975. You know, Delta, Delta Airlines said that they are going to become the, the first carbon neutral airline in the world. Of course, that was a few months ago, and I'm not sure where they're at now. It's challenging times for the airline industry. Um, but there's actually over a thousand um, uh, international corporations that have made public commitments to deeply reducing and offsetting their, their uh, ecological uh, uh, impacts. So, so what, our, what our product does for them, I mean, there's already a market for carbon credits, right? Mm -hmm. But what we found is that most of those carbon credits are misunderstood, um, not necessarily trusted, when someone buys a carbon credit to offset their impact, they don't even necessarily know what they're getting. Like this is some abstract idea that by buying this thing, I have now offset some of the some of the um, negative impact that I've done. Well, what Regen Network is is trying to do is setting up to do is to say this is not an abstract idea. You're actually partnering with a farmer or a rancher. Like a, like a rancher on this 1800 hectare ranch in New South Wales, Australia, that has increased their soil organic carbon from 2% to 4.5%, and they're gonna to continue to practice these, uh, these practices that are, that are, uh, that, that are uh, verified to be 
positive for the animals. You know, there's, there's animal welfare uh, impacts that are measured. It's positive for the ecosystem as a whole, and it's positive for soil organic carbon. So, you know, when one of these corporations buys these credits from us, they have a very concrete and tactile experience of, of what exactly their contributions are doing. That's great. They have a name and a place and a set of practices. Wow. I love that because I have bought uh, carbon offset credits for years when I'm flying. And I mm -hmm. thought, I wonder if somebody's just taking some money from me. It ain't a lot of money. I hope it goes somewhere. I love right. that I could actually go to a platform where that was all transparent. And in theory, if I wanted, I could go to the farm, right? Mm -hmm. So right. I, I can see quite a bit about what some a company like Delta, like Microsoft, gets. They're investing in a real idea, you know, carbon offset. What exactly does this do for the farmers? Explain how they benefit from this. And yeah, so <clears throat> there is a small portion of farmers uh, and, and a growing portion of farmers who are already uh, implementing practices that are uh, net positive for the planet, right? They, they are growing their soil carbon, they are protecting their waterways, they're ensuring that their practices are not leaking nitrates and phosphates and other things into, into the rivers and streams and the ending up in the ocean. They're um, you know, creating higher nutrition uh, crops uh, so that the, that, the, that the food that actually ends up at the markets is benefiting you and I through higher nutrition. Um, but unfortunately, the, the financial case for that is still not very clear as it currently stands, right? And, and it's becoming more clear that it's actually more profitable to practice these practices uh, than the conventional agriculture practices. But what we invite is that there is, there's an additional way to help them uh, see that that financial case is very clear. Uh, it's not only food assets that these farmers are creating, right? It's not only corn and mangoes and apples and things that these farmers are doing for us. You know, that's a clear benefit to society, but they're also creating other benefits that we think should be acknowledged and recognized through a financial um, uh, payment, right? They are sequestering carbon out of the atmosphere that allows, that, that will be part of the solution to keep this uh, climate below one and a half degrees Celsius. They are, cleaning, they are not only reducing their pollution into the streams and rivers, but they're actively cleaning wow. the water that flows through their landscape so that what comes out the bottom of their land springs out into the streams is actually cleaner and more um, uh, helpful for those ecologies. Uh, and so these, from our perspective, are a valuable contribution to society that, that needs to be recognized and rewarded. Well, so I think about all the farmers I know, and I know tons of them, some through you guys, and uh, who actually want to be doing the right thing, but they're always walking on the edge of a precipice already. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if they could get this honored and acknowledged and, and made financially transparent about what it's doing, not only would they have a better footing, but it would immediately become something more farmers who are close to that, but not there, more companies who are close to participating and not there. 
who mm-hmm. could actually, uh, I don't know, do stuff we've all dreamed and talked about. That's very exciting. Um, yeah. Couple more questions here. Um, you got selected by Techstars. Tell people who Techstars is, what that means, why that's a big deal, and what you feel like you got from being in that and can give into your project and out in the world as a result of Techstars. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So Techstars is an international investment firm and accelerator program that uh, rather than just uh, acting like a normal venture capitalist where they simply inject money and then try to be a little bit helpful, they actually bring your company to a specific location for three months and partner you usually with a corporation so that you can be embedded in that in that corporation and understand how that corporation functions and thus inform the, the design of your product. In our case, uh, it was the, it's the sustainability program and they teamed up with a nonprofit for the very first time. They teamed up with the, with the Nature Conservancy. And so for three months this past year, we were embedded in the offices of the Nature Conservancy, learning from the technology history of Techstars and learning from the conservation and ecology focus of the Nature Conservancy to make sure that our product design was informed by real world action. And that was incredibly valuable on, on many different levels. You know, um, you know, Gregory and I each have you know, 15 years of ecological background. We've, we have an incredible uh, development team on our, at Regen Network. And still there's a lot to learn from an organization, but both organizations like the Nature Conservancy, which is one of the most effective conservation groups in the world, and from a group like Techstars that's worked with you know, over 2,000 portfolio companies. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was also an incredible honor to be selected because you know, less than 2% of companies that, are, that apply to Techstars are accepted. So um, yeah, to be able to team up with them and uh, be taken under their wing and encouraged you know, to shift systems in this way or that uh, has set us on a trajectory to, to really succeed. So let's close with a question that is like, I can see now how Microsoft's deltas of the world, I can see how farmers uh, could benefit and us as consumers. It feels to me like there are benefits for other stakeholders in this process. And I don't know whether Mm -hmm. they're explicitly in your thinking, whether any of those are partners or connected, but how do you think of what you're contributing kind of on a global scale from doing this? And I, I know you're, you're not there and you're, so much is going on, but what's in sure. your mind and your aspiration about that? Yeah, that's a, I mean, this is a great question uh, because the challenges that our world are facing right now are not one-off challenges that each need to be looked at and, and fixed. Right. This is a systemic challenge. You know, the loss of biodiversity, the uh, poverty, um, the amount of people that don't have access to clean water, the the amount of um, uh, access to markets for for individuals and, and communities in the developing world. You know, the the the, the global climate challenge. I mean, these at first glance seem like separate challenges, but in fact, they're all uh, one whole 
that needs to be addressed uh, while thinking about whole systems. And so, you know, an interesting, an interesting thing about starting with food systems as a way to get into this whole system uh, viewpoint is that every single person on this planet uh, engages with food systems, usually about three times a day. <laughs> I know that, right? So there's, I know that there's a lot of people on the planet actually that are not fortunate enough to be able to engage yeah. three times a day and they need our uh, assistance here as well. Or they need our, uh, they need systemic change to, to allow them the opportunity to do that, right? There are 400 million farmers on this planet. It's a large proportion of, you know, somewhere around 2 billion uh, people uh, are supported by their family members that engage in agriculture as a primary livelihood. So 2 billion out of 7 billion, that's a huge percentage. Right? So if we can upgrade and ask the right questions about the current state and the potential of, of agricultural systems and how they relate, relate to the economy and how they relate to ecologies, and make shifts in those ways, we transform life on this planet as we know it. That's pretty exciting. So let's talk about who you're uh, looking to engage with going forward. I mean, I know you're through one round of funding with Techstars, and mm -hmm. as all companies do in growing, they have to reach out again, a new audience, Talk about who it is you're reaching out to. Let's give people a little information about how they can find you if they want to invest in you or if they want to become a partner in the platform or a customer or a supplier, all those things mm -hmm. in the platform. Talk about what you need next and how people can find you. Give them links, I mean, whatever it is they need to find you. Sure, great, yeah. So we do have a um, an investment round open and I would love to chat with anyone out there who's interested in investing in innovative food systems transformation. You know, so please reach out to me personally, christian at regen.network is my email address, or go to our website to learn a little bit more. Um, but more importantly, at this moment, what I would, what, what we're, really looking for is uh, corporations that are looking for, for ecological offsets and are interested in, in investing into offsets that are on the cutting edge of this space. You know, there is an embedded uh, constituency of parties that are producing carbon credits and are, are um, kind of accepted into the markets. We're currently a, a startup and innovation that is pushing soil carbon as a real important um, piece of the carbon puzzle. We're uh, we're bringing co-benefits into the into the story, so that when you purchase a uh, carbon credit from us, you're also getting verified animal welfare, verified soil health, and verified ecological health. Um, you know, when we talked uh, uh, with with a couple of corporations, um, some of the ones that we've mentioned on this call already, what we heard from them is that. They're going to be pretty conservative in their purchase of carbon credits, but that they want to uh, want to put a certain percentage of their portfolio towards very innovative and cutting edge uh, 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 companies and methodologies like it is that we're producing. So if your company, if you're listening to this and your company is purchasing ecological offsets and you wanna be contributing to innovation in this space to make sure that when you buy an offset, 
you're really contributing to real world outcomes. Please get a hold of us and let's talk about what that can look like. And, um, and then the, 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 the other side of the marketplace, the farmers and ranchers, fortunately, as a company, we have a huge amount of connection into that space. So if you're a farmer or rancher or you know other land stewards on this call, um, we want to work with you. We want to get to you over time. Um, but as of right now, we have an incredible uh, supply there uh, and incredible groups of farmers that we're already, already working with. So that's less of a current concern for us. Yeah. So how would they fi find you? I mean, Christian at regen.network is one way. Is mm -hmm. that the best way just to reach out to you? Is there uh, a step before that where they can do more research? I mean, is there any other? Yeah, I mean, certainly, certainly working, looking at our website to learn a little bit more there is helpful. But yeah, I'd be, I'd be thrilled to have you just send me a personal email and I can, I can answer your questions directly. All right, great. Well, I am really grateful that you have come and told me more about this. I've been tracking you guys for a couple of years and it feels like so much has moved. Uh, that's very exciting and it's very hopeful for the things that I care about too. So thanks so much for joining me, Christian. Absolutely. Thank you, Carolyn, for all your contributions to the way that, that I'm thinking.